The button has been pressed. We are now live. Hello, oh, Patrick see, Kelly. Patrick Kelly is a BMX rider slash science YouTuber slash ex-teacher slash mental health activist slash writer. <laughs> sort of, kind of, yeah. I want to be super clear from the beginning that, like, I am not a mental health expert. I just, like, talk about it on the internet a bunch, and we have some cool things going on within, like, the mental health space, and because today is World Mental Health Day, it seems appropriate to talk about it. Right. But, yeah, I'm not a professional. Not a like, not medical advice, professional advice, anything. Right. So, I wanted to, I wanted to do a stream about BMX and mental health. They go hand in hand. Yep. You're a perfect person to talk to for that. We've been talking about streaming. So we're here. We're doing it. And I'm going to be totally honest. I didn't think about this until I was in the shower, like right before I texted you. So I have. Is that when you think about me, Brant? Is yes. that how these work? Yes. Yes, that's exactly it. Uh, so I have zero plans, zero questions, zero anything. I don't know anything about mental health you're wearing a brain shirt which is perfect dude brain hat i feel like it's appropriate it's all appropriate so yeah, dude, all right you're a um, lot better you're a lot more knowledgeable on this stuff than i am so i'm not gonna like make you be in charge of it all but i think that you have a better idea right. of what's important to talk about sure okay so i'll start with mind tricks just because it seems like that there's a story there that seems like it's worth telling that can be a catalyst for other stories. So I'll start with that. Right. Um, all right. So a few months ago, myself and my friend Nikita Dukaros, who's like this, you know, one, you know, you know, you all know who she is. Like she knows, like needs no introduction. She's one of the baddest like women's actors in the world right now. I've known her since she was a little kid. Like literally she grew up in NorCal, like an hour and a half away from me. I've known her since she was 15. Um, and I've known her to struggle with some mental health issues growing up. In particular, like she was always afraid of flying on airplanes. And so as she got bigger into the contest scene, she obviously had to go fly to all these different places to go compete. And I got to see her go from, you know, a teenager with severe anxiety about flying to now flying internationally more than anybody else I knew because of competitions. And so she's had this awesome story of like overcoming anxiety, still present for sure, but of dealing with mental health. And so she's made that a really big part of her identity, which is super badass. And she's also talked about it on the internet a bunch. Um, a few months ago, she put up a big post about how she's dealt with anxiety and how this whole story has played out throughout her life. And so I messaged her afterwards, like, how cool would it be if we saw more of your story from other people within action sports? Like the fact that you're vulnerable enough to talk about this on the internet is super cool. Let's get other people within BMX and action sports in general talking about this stuff. Yeah. This, this was also stemmed from, like, I mentioned earlier, but, like, I do a lot of science communication. And so there's this resource that my friends in academia started called PhD Depression. Like, obviously, depression, PhD. Mm -hmm. It is eventually rebranded to be PhD Balance, um, which is just helping people with all kinds of mental health issues through community. So using their model as, like, a it is really cool to find other like-minded people who are like dealing with the same struggles you are. Let's do that. But for action sports, there's yeah. clearly a need. There's clearly like 
a good reception when you're talking about it and being vulnerable on your page, like from Nikita's perspective. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, this whole thing was like copying what PhD Balance was doing, but co-opting it for action sports. So, Perfect. I mean, what's wild is like we we started it like a week after that post. Yeah. Like it was, I mean, it's so, like coming from YouTube, it's hard to launch a YouTube channel. Right. It is so much easier to launch an, launch an Instagram page. It's so much um, easier to do, yeah. Right. And like obviously Nikita's got a, a bigger following and because she already kind of built that as like a, hey, I'm going to talk about this stuff on the internet. I hope y'all are down with it too. Mm -hmm. um, we were able to get like a couple people following immediately and more importantly, people contributing their stories. So the idea with mind tricks, which is what we called it, it's dude. It's so hard to brand these things too. I have, there was no good name to come up with. Like that was the best we could do with mind tricks. Yeah, that's um, a good one. It's um yeah, it's a lot. We're happy enough with it that like we rolled with it. Yeah. Um, so we got that started. Nikita shared her story as like the first one. I shared my story with like dealing with eating disorders growing up, um, and how that stemmed from BMX actually. And we can talk about like personal stuff if you want to, um, and that was well received but of course like we're only two people we want to build a community so we started getting other people's stories um i think the first one we had after mine i think I was have simon tabron right now oh uh, yeah okay we yeah simon tabron then yep. then you've got some huge names after that bryce right. tryon dennis Anderson's in here matt ray's in there uh connor loads yeah, There's dude. a lot of Nyquist is on here, like lots of Michael Laren, so many huge names. And there's yeah. literally, there's 21 posts and I've listed some of the biggest names in BMX who are in those 21 posts. Right. And it, that that's, it goes to show like two things in particular. One, it doesn't matter what level you're at competitively. If you're a local rider, if you are like literally the top dudes in the world, you deal with mental health issues that are invisible and so having this as like a common ground for people to talk has been a really useful thing we've gotten yeah. a lot of good messages so far like again it's not a huge following but it serves an enormous purpose get people talking about mental health show people that they're not alone and build some kind of sense of community around it yeah. we're hoping that this is going to have a larger impact than like what follower counts show or whatever that's like it doesn't matter yeah we want people matters. to start talking about this stuff um that being said, like, people, please send us your stories. We want to show as many varieties of people as we can. Um, there's a submission form. What's up? Well. I've got it showing in the camera. Oh, too, awesome. So Thank you. Can see um, maybe, if, I don't know if this is going to go up. This is going to go, this is going to stay posted tonight, right? Oh, yeah. It'll be live. Awesome. Maybe in the description, we can put a link to that. Uh, oh, I can put it in there right now. Rad. Thank you. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a link to a Google form on there that you can just submit your story. We are taking submissions. Um, you just need to put. We'll, we'll ask you for like a portrait to show your face because again, human connection is important. We don't just want like you with a bike trick, um, and then something you riding. Um, that's the idea. Like that's the submission process with this. And again, like we found with or like I saw with PhD Balance the biggest benefit came from just sharing stories and normalizing a talk about mental health. And so um, 
that has that has been good. Like that has been achieved, and we're trying to push forward more with that with mind tricks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, I don't know. I'm happy with how things are going. I've definitely gotten like just stupid busy in the last month, so we haven't been updating a bunch. Nikita's been competing and and traveling and everything, so we haven't been updating it a lot. Well. Um. But it, another but yeah, part I mean, of it too is like the fact, just the fact that it exists and people can look back on it. I mean, Instagram isn't really a great search engine right but it's still there it still exists so even if you're not posting a ton at least it's got a backlog and it's there yeah it's true and i mean i i hope that this is also translating to like in real life conversations yeah um i think that's kind of the next thing i want to talk about too is like how do we like as people within action sports talk about mental health or talk about like it's going to sound super hippie, but like, how do we talk about our feelings to our friends, like two people who have a very similar lived experience that we spend a lot of time around that can probably relate to a lot of the anxieties or, or whatever feelings that we're feeling. Like, yeah. I don't know, Brant has, has BMX ever stressed you out? Oh yeah. <laughs> of course. Right. Ma- it's a thing that you care about immensely. It's going to bring about some kind of anxiety at some yeah. point in your life. Um, and like, it's just because you care, like because we are passionate about a thing, it's going to elicit a bunch of emotions. Um, I can I can say that like, dude, I've had terrible days mentally, and then I go ride and like everything goes away. And I'm sure that is a feeling that so many people watching can relate to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm curious on your end of things, and this might be a difference between like California and Midwest, but how often do you talk with like your crew? about emotions or about just like stuff going on in their head like stuff that isn't bmx but like you know real life stuff i mean other people don't really talk about it i know i sometimes bring up stuff just because of certain things that go on like being a person who puts himself out there you right you know you know what i'm talking about i don't want to talk about it specifically but just because of that stuff naturally like talking about those things with your friends but the other side of it coming back doesn't really happen so like you find that people aren't necessarily comfortable talking to you about their feelings well and i haven't asked either so i would say it's it might not be that they're not comfortable it's just that they haven't thought to or just for sure you know what i mean or like i here's one huge thing about me when it comes to bmx and things like that like my bmx friends are my only friends and i really only see them when i'm riding so like we're friends on a bmx level and yeah it's closer than that too but it's not like we're best friends hanging out every single day like even when we're not riding Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, we are best friends. I, I, I take. I don't want anyone to get upset. We are yeah. best <laughs> friends, just not like conventional people who hang out every day, all day. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. We feel we have such a love for BMX that it's weird to separate that love from also like these deep friendships that we built because we've all like been through a bunch of terrible times with each other or like really cool times yeah. like i can tell you the uh the last big road trip i went on was with oh man it's the press i haven't been on a good road trip in a long time 
um, but was with the tree team when we went out to Woodward East back in like 2016. Dude, I remember that. And that was super fun. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was, uh, only a week. And for a lot of those dudes, it was my first time meeting them. Like Alex and Brock, first time meeting him. Um, a couple, who else? First time, like really spending a lot of time with Habo. Yeah. Um, and just afterwards, just like, like click immediately. And when I went to the corn hucket jam this summer, saw Habo and it was just like hugs and everything was good after that. But it's because we spent a lot of time doing the thing that we love and like grinding really hard for a clip or whatever the case was, we built like a deeper friendship through that. Yeah. But that was exclusively BMX, right? We didn't get to talk about like, you know, stuff that the man, how am I going to go and describe this stuff that really mattered? Um, I think that like you, you lend a sense of vulnerability to the people that you trust at different levels. So like BMX could at one end be very superficial and you just ride with that person and that's totally fine. On the other hand, like BMX could be the gateway to like getting closer to that one dude. Yeah, definitely. Um, sorry, I'm getting, I'm going to open my door. Okay. I think a roommate wants to come in. Yeah, you're good. And a lot of what he's saying right now makes a lot of sense. Um, I am going to volleyball and I have to pay $3 in parking. Do oh. you think we have one more quarter? I do. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to mute his audio. So that Sorry. <laughs> you're okay. I, I could hear her perfectly. Oh, because oh, your headphones are the speaker. Exactly. Oh, oh I see now. Um, Thanks, Abby. That's funny. It's real life stuff. Okay. So, All anyways. Right. Um, it's funny. All you're, right. Male friendships are a thing. <laughs> yeah my roommate needed a quarter well, there you go um go figure anyways all right anyway um you came you so like we're talking about like creating spaces to talk about our feelings and to talk about mental health yeah so you were saying that like basically like well this has never come up and so i think that like you you sometimes have to be the first one to initiate it like yeah. once your homies realize like hey this is a space where we can talk about what's really bothering us that is the first step to like creating healthier friendships with yeah, and, your dudes well and i think like part of it too is that pretty much everyone i ride with locally has other people who are friends outside of bmx who are probably yeah. closer than i would say i am with them so like they might be my place to go to to talk about certain things like i said but i'm not their place to go to to talk about certain things do you get what i mean yeah 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 like kind of different friends serve different purposes in your life like yeah. some are going to be just bmx friends some are going to be like one that you really want to develop a relationship yeah with. and i'm like i mean it, it is what it is everything's freestyle with me so it's like i'm not mad about it or anything like that yeah and yeah, like some dudes aren't ready to like go that deep or do like they don't want to, you know, and that's totally mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, that's totally absolutely. Fine. And uh, so to talk more about BMX and mental health and things, I feel like there's definitely like you post a lot of stuff talking about like when was the last time you talked to your friends about your feelings? Like you post, yep. you ask that question, things like that. I feel like there's a lot of like a how do you how do you say it? i know that you know what i'm talking about but i gotta make you know what i'm saying right now like t- 
taboo. That's yeah. the word. Taboo. Oh yeah. For, Stigma. For just taboo. talking about those things, like, like, oh, what are you, what are you talking about that for? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that's um, part of the whole BMX attitude sometimes. To be uh, a tough guy because, yeah. like, we're BMX is supposed to be that that uh um I'm really bad at coming up with the words that rebelling thing where you're like we're not going here to talk about our feelings we're going here to ride and you know do cool stuff and get away from sure. our feelings yeah I think part of that is BMX and part of that is like kind of the hyper masculine attitude that BMX attracts yeah like when I was growing up BMX was punk it was rebelling against what was what you were supposed to do in my class you were supposed to play football and basketball and like that was your sport i didn't like that stuff and so i was attracted to like skating and biking mm-hmm. um but these days bmx is very it is sometimes very tough guy but it's also very like i don't know i i'm, I'm pretty disconnected from like what is cool in bmx these days but i think it is leaning more tough guy than like emotionally sensitive guy yeah. I think that's a fair thing to say still. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it's like, uh, someone just said BMX is filled with ego. A lot of it is ego driven and putting your feelings out there. Isn't necessarily something that shows like two people like they aren't like, Oh, he put his feelings out there. I think he's so cool now. Oh yeah. I, so coming back to what you were saying originally, yes, I have been posting a lot more about that stuff. One, because, like, that is front and center in my life right now. Like, that's what's actually on my mind, and I want to tell people that. Because I know when I were younger, like, when I was 14 through 16, I wish I had that kind of person to look up to. Yeah. I wish that I had somebody, especially, like, a male role model in my life that was, like, being super real. Yeah. And, man, like, I feel like that isn't very prevalent within BMX right now. There are people who talk about like their struggles and that's super rad. And the ones that talk about it on mind tricks are like celebrated for their honesty and vulnerability. Yeah. And again, these are some of the like the toughest dudes, most winning dudes like this... in the sport. Um, so there is a demand for it. There are people who want to hear and like real stuff. You just made me remember something. Uh, What's up? Well, the whole like being the person that you needed when you were younger thing. Mm-hmm. So for anyone who's watching this right now, you might be a young kid, you might be an adult, whatever. If and you're getting dealing with like other people and like bullying, anything like that, especially if you're in high school right now, one thing you gotta realize is that all the people who are talking to you badly or negatively or making you feel in a certain way are going to get out of high school and they're probably gonna get fat. <laughs> Not that that's a bad thing. I, <laughs> no, celebrate okay. body positivity. I know. Okay. Party. I'm not going to go there. But what <laughs> I'm going to say is that none of them matter after high school. Literally, you're all going to go your separate ways. And everything that feels like a big deal right now will not be a big deal in five years. Yeah. Period. For sure. Um, I do want to, I do want to say though, like, for, you know, if you are dealing with bullying, if you're dealing with like haters, whatever, that can feel super real. And that can feel like an urgent thing that you need to take care of. And like, yep, eventually, I like your forward thinking, Brant. Yes, eventually it won't matter. But for the moment, it feels like very hurtful. And it, it seems like it's the worst thing in the world. 
find somebody that you can talk to that you can connect with and just let it out. And sometimes like you don't have that person in your life. Like we we're talking about earlier, if that isn't an option journal, if that isn't an option, like, I mean, there are, there are professionals that are willing to talk to you for super cheap yes. that might not, you know, it might not be a long-standing like therapy relationship, although we do need to get more dudes into therapy. Um, there's websites like, too that are specifically designed for people to go on who don't want to go in somewhere and talk to someone or call or some and talk to someone. Correct. You can go online and do this. And you just brought up another thing that I really wanted to talk about that I already forgot. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. The uh, yeah, I mean, I have a takeaway there is like, yep, everyone is going to oh, deal with stuff. I remember it. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't want to, but but here's the you can finish your thought. I just want to say this so we can move on to it afterwards. But, mm -hmm. but, um, when it comes to BMX and mental health and hating and all of these things, and you're dealing with the bullying right now and stuff, BMX is kind of supposed to be the way that people like take out, you know, and feel better about those things for a lot of people. And, and what I wanted to talk about in regards to BMX specifically in mental health is that, we need to have the conversation about the fact that there are people who are making it so that the people who need BMX to take out their daily life struggles on are making it so you can't do that. How so? Just the, the people who, not, not for everyone, but for certain people, like you got kids on the internet talking crap anytime somebody posts something or just a general negative attitude where you feel like maybe you can't go ride somewhere because certain people act a certain way towards you whenever you go there. Or just oh, any yeah, okay. factor that might saying. make someone feel like they can't go and do that one thing that helps them feel better about life. Yeah, and that's, that's probably coming from like all kinds of different places from if we're going to lump everybody into this bubble of like the haters perspective or the government's perspective or whatever, whoever isn't letting you ride. Um, but it has that effect on that person that needs BMX for coping for sure. Yeah. And so, so that all goes to the thing of if, if you can't do that one thing, talking about it with someone is the biggest thing you can do really. Yeah. I, talking with people about things has been more of a help than riding has been for me at any time I've ever done it. Yeah. hundred percent, dude. It's, uh, Yeah. Dude, I also know that like when I don't ride for like weeks at a time or like if I ever have a stretch where I just don't ride, even though I'm not doing it like I used to, I turn into a raging asshole. Oh, like yeah. I, ha it has such an effect on like how happy I am. Um, and uh, like my, br my brother is dealing with something like this too. He's a musician. He loves playing piano, guitar or whatever. And um, he recently was in a car accident where he uh, had to be in like a cast for his thumb. So he couldn't play piano, he couldn't play guitar. And it was having like such an effect on his mental health. And just recently, like he went from a cast to like a soccer splint and like seeing him like hold a guitar pick again or like start to like mess around on the piano a little bit, putting a huge smile on his face and just like, I saw him get so much happier like after he had his thing back. And like, to me, like that's my BMX, that's his guitar. Like for anybody else watching who has stumbled upon Brant's stream who has a different thing then like that i mean hold on to that and make sure that you can do it as long as you can man that's a big deal absolutely and it makes 
watching people like Scotty Kramer mean that much more whenever you see him get it completely taken away. And then you see that exact reaction you were talking about whenever he pedals the bike for the first time, whenever he let's go even further back when he walked <laughs> like yeah dude then rides the bike now he's doing obstacle courses like it's kind of what you're saying and i feel like just watching that can help you feel it too oh dude he's been that was an inspiration like scotty is just so on yeah yeah dude he's yeah he's one of my role models he's only like two years older than me i think and mm-hmm. he's he's the man Right. So, so good. So um maybe maybe we can give some resources for people who might need them. Sure. Yeah. So I guess if if, if you're coming into this and you're starting to think like, all right, maybe I do want to start taking a little bit of prioritization of my mental health. A few things that you can start doing. We mentioned journaling, we mentioned just like talking to friends about your feelings. And it doesn't have to be like super cheesy or anything you can literally just be like hey dude how are you today yeah. and it can if you're the first one that says like i'm actually like not doing too great today or like shit you know stuff's been crappy whatever and kind of open up the dialogue to more than just like i'm good let's shred then that is a huge step um it's an important step it's going to be like a little squishier and more intimate like at first um but eventually it'll become a really good resource and like a really good way to maintain your mental health um, other resources, I mean, Mind Tricks itself isn't a resource. It is a community. Yeah. You can find other people to talk about this stuff with if you're just like, I don't trust like my local crew or if you don't, it, you know, you can find people to talk to. But it's again, we're not met, we're not healthcare professionals. We are not like trained to do this stuff. It's literally just friends on the Internet that you can talk to. Yeah. Um, and I, I've been getting a couple notifications of like people checking in on the Instagram, which is badass. Like, thank you, everybody that is validating the work that we're doing on this thing. So thank you very much. Like everybody coming over. I appreciate that. Um, other resources, like if you're in school, hopefully you have some kind of counseling department, I, high school, hopefully you have some kind of counseling department. Hopefully like your school prioritizes mental health. Universities will usually have some kind of mental health component to their healthcare services. Um, it's going to depend on the university. I'm not sure if like if community colleges do the same thing. Um, if you're an adult watching this, one of the best things that you can do is at least look into therapy. And again, like men se- severely undervalue therapy and like, you know, specifically like talking to a mental health th- therapist. Um, check in with it, see how expensive it's going to be. It's going to be cheaper than you think, even, you know, especially if you have insurance, a lot of uh, insurance programs will include it within their, within their package with like pretty cheap co-pays. Look into it. It's cheaper than you think for a lot of the cases. Don't think it's like a, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars to just go to one appointment and really like the payoff it has can be enormous. Um, absolutely that's what i'm thinking that's a that's a beginner's crash course to right mental health resources but i think that's where a lot of your audience is starting from yeah so how much time do you have left uh i can do do a little more yeah okay so my next question is how do we uh how do we begin to change the taboo and stigma and just mentality in bmx that we just kind of don't talk about these things be the one to 
start the conversation. I mean, it's picking up a little bit of steam right now, but like, look at how physical training was even 10 years ago in BMX, right? Like, I'm thinking back to when Miro was the only one doing cross training or when Kevin Robinson was like, I mean, rest in peace to both of those dudes, but like they were the only ones taking physical training seriously. And then all of a sudden, everyone in the park scene is doing it. It seems like they need to to be competitive. Um, And that was like, again, that was stigmatized at first. Like, like, oh, what a meathead, like training. Like, why would anybody do that? I just want to ride for nine hours a day. When And now it's like, you can't imagine not seeing like the top competitors train. Even like the street dudes, like, it's cool seeing like uh oh god who do i even follow these days i think brock does cross training yeah i don't know he's one of the only dudes um, i really i know he did follow. whenever he was doing his uh physical therapy and stuff for his knee uh another thing that's along the exact same lines is eating and sure yeah diet prioritizing nutrition yeah, yeah. that's huge yeah I was talking to one of my friends who's doing her PhD in uh, in public health right now. She's studying like eating disorders within track runners, like female track runners specifically. And I'm saying like, I was talking to her like, this is so the opposite of what I saw with BMX growing up. Yeah. Where like her population is starving themselves and eating like very low calorie diets where our sports are like excessive alcohol. Uh, ex- I mean, like I know whenever I go out to ride like it's burrito time afterwards which i'm not shaming i love burritos (laughs) still um but it's we have like a very excessive attitude on our side or like we're just "Eh, we don't really care what we put in our bodies um but yeah yeah absolutely like then all of a sudden dudes like uh was it oh god was it alex kennedy that started eating jj palmier jj palmier uh has a company called plants basically where he oh, does cool. superfood stuff, I think. Um, okay. Oh, and then RAR, like RAR Superfoods is Yeah, that's a thing. started by skateboarder BMX people. Um, and uh, another thing I wanted to bring up for the people in the chat, if you guys have questions about mental health or anything you guys want us to talk about specifically, leave it in the chat. I'm not like bringing up a lot of stuff that people are saying, but if there's questions, I will chime in here yeah patrick you are like a train once i put some coal in you you just go and it's perfect you're so good i've Um, gotten pretty good at talking like yeah on the internet (laughs) yeah it's awesome um it's very awesome all right i will okay how about this then like more stuff that is specific to bmx um mental health within bmx and action sports takes many different forms so like i'm definitely pretty far removed from like what people are actually feeling within BMX these days, Mm. but I have a pretty good grasp on like what people within science and and school are thinking. Um, Mental health within action sports takes so many different forms. Like we had Mikkel do an IGTV with us and he spent like 10 minutes talking about fear and like what it's like to look at the top of a mega ramp and be about to drop in. Um, Where for some people it might be like, uh, I don't know, dealing with like Nikita's thing, anxiety about airplanes. For mine, it was like my body image shaped off of, you know, like I lost a bunch of weight after starting to ride BMX and like that triggered a bunch of stuff within me. Um, I know that like we've had people on mind tricks that deal with like suicidal thoughts and like BMX is their coping mechanism. So there is no like, oh man, BMX mental health is just concussions, leads to CTE, leads to premature death, right? It There are so many ways that we could go with this that like, you viewer 
your mental health struggle will be different than this other person. And that's something to recognize too. And okay, I want to bookend that statement with the fact that no matter who you are, where you are, or who you're riding with, there's someone on the internet, in your community, at your local bike shop that is probably willing to talk to about any of these For things. Sure. doesn't matter who you yeah. are. There's, it, you make a post about this on the internet, there are a hundred people saying, yes, I'm here. Yeah, dude. I, yeah, confirmed. Like, I don't have a huge audience, but like whenever I put one of those posts up, like I get people that want to talk about it in the DMs and like, that's the most encouraging thing. And like getting to be an older person listening to younger people, that's also great because like one, there's a, there's a trust that's building up there, but also like that young person now has like somebody to talk to. Yeah. I'm happy to, you know, be that for, for some people. Oh, absolutely. Not, not, not everybody. I can't deal with like right. a lot of strangers, but yeah. Um, um, and then the other thing too, is that even though there might be stigma and taboo towards promoting these things, like self promoting these ideas within yourself on the internet, that doesn't mean that people aren't willing to talk about it either. So trying to put yourself out there or trying to talk to someone will more than likely be successful, even if it doesn't seem like it. By that, are you saying like it might feel kind of self-promoting to talk about no, your? No, I'm saying like if someone feels like they can't talk to someone because they because like they appear like this person who wouldn't want to talk about it on the internet or even when in person writing, chances are if you do approach that person or someone, you're going to be able like they're going to talk to you like they're not just gonna blow you off and say deal with yeah. it yeah for sure you know what i really liked you you made a video about it but uh zach gerber he is one of the toughest dudes in bmx right like yeah. he literally is one of the only riders that i can think about that is limited by how strong bikes can be and he rides some of the strongest bikes like right. in the industry um and i love hearing i love reading interviews with him because he is super real and he's mm -hmm. not necessarily talking about mental health stuff but he is talking from like a a very honest place it seems yeah um and that's that's also really encouraging to talk about or to to hear that like just people are being honest on the internet mm -hmm. that does you know that's still with his image or whatever i don't i don't, I don't know i don't know him so it feels weird to say like that image, image aside he is without a doubt one of the most mentally strong people that have ever touched a bike Mm -hmm. Because that's the only possible way you get yourself to pedal at a gigantic 20, like 15 foot gap to flat and jump off of it after you just got done completely wrecking your bike. Right. Doing exactly that. <laughs> yeah, dude. But yeah, it's again, mental health like comes in all shapes and sizes. And that's a cool thing to see. Um, right. one person brought up a question about how to deal with getting over being judged when there are a lot of people around. I have an anxiety. Uh, mm -hmm. my, my way of doing that when I was younger was to just not even care that they were there. That's, I, I 100% am with you there as a 30 year old who is out of BMX. Yeah. But as relating to like what the viewer was saying. 100% I have felt the like all yeah. eyes on me attitude and yeah it, it sucks to be in 
um, the thing that the thing that helped me kind of not get over it because it never really goes away. But the thing that helped me cope with that was humanizing the other people. Yeah. So like within BMX, it's really tempting to think like there's that pro, there's that like local that I super look up to, and they are a BMX rider, and that's like how I look up to that person. Mm-hmm. Totally relate. But they're also the same person that like you know probably watches Stranger Things on Netflix or has like like spends too much time on Instagram or whatever. That person is still a human. And so that person remembers what it was like to feel the same thing that you're feeling. Yep. They probably did. Even no matter how good they were, they have related at some point to feeling embarrassed, right? Yes. Everyone has been 13. Everyone knows like what that feeling is like. So you are you are very rarely their number one complaint. Yeah. Right. If you're I mean, for me it was uh this is actually why I became a vert rider at first. I don't know if you remember like those days. Um, no. I used to ride vert because I was afraid of all the dudes at our local skate park who were riding the box jump and mini ramp. And I'm like, well, I don't want to ride around them. I would rather ride by myself. The vert ramp is totally empty. I'm going to go okay. ride that. So like what that, what that viewer is saying, I relate to hundred percent. And another but, big thing for me is just like, once you realize that they aren't judging you and that they're just there to do the exact same thing you are, and that more than likely, when you succeed at, at whatever you're trying to do, at the in the same place that they're trying to do something, they're going to be just as excited as you are. Or even if they're not, they probably won't care. If they're not excited, that means they don't care, which also lends to the fact that they're not judging you at all. So once you get to the point that you realize that, it makes it that much easier to just go and not necessarily worry as much yeah dude so to summarize to summarize the answer like you don't matter as much as you think you do and that person is still human all those people on the deck are still human Mm -hmm. absolutely Uh, any other good ones in the chat well someone said i found hard to deal with the constant pressure of always learning new tricks and don't want to risk new ones because i need to work and study and it gives a huge feeling of failure. Hmm. Yeah, dude. Can you? I'll let you start because I have the the coal powered train thing is like resounding. Like <laughs> um, I gotta stop talking sometimes. No, you're good. You're doing very. Everything you say is great. Uh, oh, thanks, bud. <laughs> so I deal with this. I mean, I don't feel pressure to learn new things. But every single time I'm at the skate park, I'm trying something different. Like, I, I'm pressuring myself to, like, do something different just because I don't like doing the same thing. So I kind of get it. But what the, the main thing about it I would try to, to think about is that when you're trying something new, you're not failing. If you're not trying something new, you're not failing. As long as you're riding your bike... You're not failing. It's when you stay at home because of the fact that you're scared to fail that you fail. Just getting like out that. there is enough. Like there, there's a lot of people like um, Garrett Burns and his BMX in Our Blood podcast. They talk about how like he's not riding at the same level that he used to. And when you transition from that being a pro to being a normal guy who's just flowing around, 
it can feel like that, I think that's when you somewhat just connect with why you're doing it in the first place. Yep. It's all for, for fun, sure. regardless of new tricks, old tricks, or tricks at all. It's all just yeah, for dude. the fun of it. For sure. I, uh, yeah, dude, I, the Garrett Byrne thing, like, I relate to a lot. Um, back in, like, 2014, 2015, when, like, I was at my hungriest within BMX, like, mm. that's when that's when we did like the front break brethren instagram slam which is yeah. old now it's like five years old it's a good I'm, one though it's a good one yeah um it was really fun to make but like that's when i was at my hungriest right but it's also when i like had such a poor relationship with bmx because i pressure myself every day to go film a clip because like the weight of the world was on my shoulders to like try to promote front break riding and try i don't know yeah, I was like living for Instagram, like living to put like front break stuff on the internet. And now, like now that I don't care as much, now I can focus on BMX being a just fun thing. Yeah. So I mean, that's uh the whole that's gonna be a, a deeper thing for like that person who asked the question though. It's like, well, I still want to feel like I'm progressing. I still want to feel like doing something. Like, and my solution was like, well, just don't care as much. Yeah. So. Sorry, dude. I have, a, yeah, that's I have a, another that's proposed solution for that, too. And that's something that a lot of people have done. And it's just, if you're scared to try new tricks, find tricks that aren't as risky to learn. Learn lip tricks. <laughs> because they're yeah. not as risky. And you can. there's a completely endless amount of them that you can learn without having to risk your body as much as if you're trying to do, like, pushing jumping tricks pushing lip tricks to their limits is not quite as dangerous as pushing jumping tricks to their limits for sure for sure yeah try stuff opposite like that's a fun way to like keep things fun but also like less risky yeah yeah and i think you brought up something that could be a whole nother conversation another time with like we can probably get nikita in on it um just the whole pressure of riding for instagram riding like and doing being a professional bmx rider or someone who is promoting bmx on a daily basis and keeping it fun in the mental like struggle that there has to be and that there can be like i feel like i set myself up in a way that i'm not going to have to deal with that because all i put out there is what i exactly what i want to do but there's certain people, namely people who are in contests, who kind of have to ride a certain way to be able to compete, who might not be able to just go and do whatever they want or post whatever they want. That's that's something that I feel like should be talked about. Yeah. Plus, once you bring sponsors into it, too, then they're they're getting some real estate on your Instagram and they have a say. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's I feel like it's a conversation to have where maybe that conversation could be listened to or watched by other people within the industry and kind of change minds and help people cope that way. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's bigger than anything that we can solve in this one. And absolutely that one. Yeah. You talk to an industry folk for that. Right. Um, there's really not much else here. Um, someone said something about the topic about getting judged about riding a Walmart bike. 
If you're relating to my video saying Walmart bikes aren't real BMX bikes, that video is strictly about safety. Mm -hmm. That is it. It's not safe to ride a bike from Walmart the way that we try to ride bikes. That's it. Um, yeah, dude. But, but yeah, the difference between like a $300 Sunday bike and a top of the line Sunday bike, nobody cares. Nope. As long as you're having fun on your bike, that is literally all that matters. Yeah. And do, yeah, yeah. we have both seen the guy who's riding the crappiest bike at the skate park doing the craziest tricks ever. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That exists <laughs> everywhere. So, so, Patrick, give me some final thoughts here. Mental health, BMX, <sighs> and mental health day in general for anyone yeah. who might be watching this in the future. Yeah. Um, I don't know the, the end message and the, the thing that I try to talk to like younger dudes about outside of BMX, but it obviously relates to what we're talking about. Put your ego beside yourself, talk to people, be vulnerable. And that's going to be the thing that makes you healthier in the end. Absolutely. Therapy isn't a big deal. It's going to be the one of the best decisions that you decide to do. If you're not ready for that, start talking with friends, start a journal. That's yep. all. Yep. And just realize that what you're putting out there into the world has an effect on people as well. Just the same way everything has an effect on you, what you're doing has an effect on other people. And just think about that. And I think if everyone considered those things, the world would be a better place. Blah. Where's nice, the explosions? Dude. Yeah, dude. It's a, it's a nice, it's a little somber note, but also like, good talking to you, dude. That was a uh, yes. Um, yeah. I will, I will end this on the last chat that just got put in here. Be vulnerable and get used to it. Yeah, dude. On yeah, that dude. note, thank you all for watching. Subscribe to Patrick. His link is in the description. Subscribe here if you're new. And hopefully we'll see you tomorrow for another video. Goodbye.